But I'd like us to begin in Isaiah chapter 58. I'll read a passage. And the reason this stuck out to me, because it, it just reminded me of what's going on in Eastern Europe right now, what's going on in between Russia and Ukraine, which probably will involve others as well. We trust not. But um, Isaiah 58, verse 11, this is not directed to, obviously, not directed to Ukraine. Um, this is directed to Israel. But the application is striking, I think. So um, um, Isaiah 58, verse 11 says, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places to make your bones strong. We've heard about bones here lately. And you shall be like a watered garden. Wow. You shall be like a watered garden garden like a spring of water whose waters do not fail so uh this is a promise to israel of leadership and provision from god uh future but also then current but future primarily a prophecy the lord will guide you continually and I got thinking about those although again this is not a direct application to those running for their lives in Ukraine, but uh, they are in scorched places. And we can pray even for brothers and sisters in Christ and those who maybe they would have an impact on who will become brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's be praying for those in scorched places that God would make their bones strong, give them courage and resolve and fortitude and endurance and stamina, make your bones strong, that you shall be like a watered garden. What's a watered garden? Something that starts out small in a seed form and uh, brings forth incredible fruit. And I and, and I'm I'm thinking, um, and I don't know that this is happening. It very well may be. Let's just say, as somebody is um, on their way out of Kiev or or they're running in one of these channels of, of uh, exit uh, to Poland, maybe maybe there's Christians along the way who are giving the gospel. You know, they are, there's many, many highly evangelistic Christians in Ukraine. There's many Christians in Ukraine. So um, they're, they're being put alongside those who may not be believers, and let's just say there's God's watering seeds or God's planting seeds that may come about. There may be somebody months down the road that says, you know, this believer was walking next to me and uh, mentioned John 3.16 or mentioned uh, something. And um, so uh, I think we could be praying for those in scorched places. Um and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Now, he's talking about the nation of Israel. But this is uh, then I backed up to Isaiah chapter 42, and this is actually where I was headed when I hit 58. But uh, Isaiah chapter 42, and I'll just f finish by making a few comments here. Um, and pardon me if I just have a little bit of, I'm, I'm going to call it fun, but it's also uh, just enjoyment of who the Lord is. And just enjoy this with me, if you will. So Isaiah 42, verse 5 says, uh, thus, saith, thus, thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those 
who walk in it. So God's establishing his authority. I'm the creator and the sustainer. And then he says four words, I am the Lord. This is, these are the words that caught my heart today. I am the Lord. And I'm thinking of those exiting Ukraine. I'm thinking of those believers in Russia who are in disruptive times. And God's bone-strengthening power can the, the, the bone-strengthening power can only come from God. He's the only one. I mean, he sets himself up in Isaiah chapter 58 against the idols that his own creatures were creating and then worshiping. And he's saying, no, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness, verse 6 of Isaiah 42. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. So the Messiah would lead people to God as a light, pointing people to who God is, pointing the nations who sit in darkness by the light. And then verse verse 7 of Isaiah 42, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I mean, there are those who are in, and this is a, a parallel application, not primary application, but those who are in political bondage, those who are in the bondage of sin, God by his light, I am the Lord. God does work in hearts. God gets glory from all of this. Um, I was reminded of a fellow I led to the Lord several years ago that uh, the first things out of his mouth after he prayed to trust Christ as Savior were these. He says, this is what I have been looking for. (laughs) He tried everything that the world has to offer. And uh, in tears, he said, this is what I've been looking for. So I am the Lord, God Almighty, shone light into his heart, and he followed Christ. What a blessing. But verse 8 of the same chapter in verse Isaiah 42, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I will give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So even as we pray for awakening and revival, praying for gospel advance, praying for the light of the glorious gospel of Christ to show shine in people's hearts, we can be praying that, yes, we want them to miss hell, and yes, we want them to gain heaven, but ultimately we want them to seek God. We want God to have glory. Um, my glory I give to no other. I am the Lord. And I, I'd, um, before we jumped online here, I, I looked in one, the, um, 160 times in the Scripture we find those words, I am am the Lord. Does God want us to know of his authority? (laughs) He sure does. 160 times, I am the Lord. Um, And I I was um, musing on a passage of scripture. One of these days, I don't know that God's going to ever allow me to do this. I'm not sure my wife would allow me to do this. But um, I I have always thought there's a lot of, that there's some humorous parts in the scripture. And um, I've kind of kept a mental list of humorous parts of the scripture. And one of those, and this does tie in, by the way, one of those is in John chapter 18, where Judas is going to 
betray Christ or has betrayed Christ, and those army guys come to arrest Jesus. Okay, they got their lanterns and swords, and they're coming to get Jesus. And uh, John 18, 4 says this, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward, went to meet these guys, and said to them, whom are you seeking? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. We've already looked at Isaiah 58 and 42, I am the Lord. Here's the Lord using this, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, this is the authority of Christ, incredible authority of Christ. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Uh, and now when he said to them, I am he. Now look at this. This is the, what I think is a little humorous. They drew back and fell to the ground. So here's all of these rough and tough military people. And all, the, all that it takes is the authority of Christ saying, I am he. And they fall back to the ground. It's almost like they're in a, a, a mass of humanity with their, with their swords sticking up and their lanterns broken off to the I am he. All right, that may have to go to the original Greek to find that. But verse 7 says, Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he answered, I have told you, I am he. And so I love the authority of God. I love the majestic authority, power, sovereign rule of God. God always keeps his word it may not come in our timing. It may not look like what we think it's going to look like, but he always does exactly what he knows to do best, and we can trust him with everything. And um, I am the Lord. So as we pray today, let's be, um, let's be mindful of the authority of God and pray for his kingdom to advance and that he would get glory to his name. 